Parkland Packers. Welcome to another episode. I'm sitting here in the very charming Armadillo Cafe with Josie. Welcome, Josie. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> you recently went on an en plein air painting group tour. What exactly is en plein air painting? Well, on plein air painting is painting in the outdoors and uh, travelling around to various landscapes to uh, capture the different light of the day, depending on how long you're staying in one place at any one time. Um, it's a very good way to uh, capture the colours and the mood of a particular landscape, um, more so than painting in the studio from photographs or uh, drawings. So. Oh, painting outdoors, it sounds like a real challenge. I mean, some of the things that I think of immediately are, like, what about insects or what about rain? Or what about, uh, what happens to the, to the paint? Um, what are the challenges? Challenges are really for oil, oil painters because um, of the fact that canvases take uh, a long time to dry so if you're thinking of doing on plein air painting you're best off to concentrate on drawing and uh, watercolour medium because it's um, very transportable, easy to set up, quick drying time and um, the paper is uh, less bulky to transport than um, canvases or so, so what is your medium? What did you use? Uh, well, I do paint in oils, but uh, for this, the purposes of this uh, recent trip, I did take watercolours, um, and that's good for capturing the colours and the immediacy of the um, landscape before you. And um, I found it was easy to pack them flat in the bottom of your bag or uh, with certain papers that aren't too stiff you can roll them and carry them in a tube if you need to so um, fascinating so tell us a little bit about this group tour what was it and where did you go how many people went um, well if you're a painter uh, you'd be aware of just the plethora of uh, trips that are available to you uh, there uh, in the art magazines that are on the shelf, um, Australian Artist and um, Artist Palette, um, there are so many um, painting trips advertised, uh, and they're not only within and throughout Australia, uh, there are also many overseas in Italy, Croatia, France, you name it, you can do a painting trip pretty much anywhere you choose to go these days. Um, so your particular one, where did you go? Now, uh, my trip I didn't find through um, one of these magazines. I found it through a fellow artist uh, that I had known through uh, having an exhibition at the Belcon and Arts Centre where I sometimes spend a bit of time. And uh, she organises very small group uh, tours um, of about 14 artists 
not necessarily restricted just to artists. Um, we have photographers that come along and um, people... Uh, we had, on the last trip, we had one travel writer, for instance, um, that came along. Um, so, uh, but the thing about going on a, a small group uh, of like-minded people is that you're all um, cross-fertilising ideas about techniques and colours and um, have a bit of a critique at the end of the day, which is all very um, rewarding in terms of um, getting as much out of the, the exercise as you can. So. so how did you travel? Was it um, Did you fly or did you go in a bus? Was it a tour? How did that work? Um, so this particular trip um, set out from Alice Springs in the centre of Australia and we travelled uh, there by air and joined the tour which was run by Oz Tours Australia and uh, they operate with four-wheel drive specially modified trucks. They're not buses, they're trucks. And they're like the TARDIS. They've got everything imaginable on board and um, cater to all sorts of situations, including all of your camping gear, your, your, your chairs, your tables to eat your meals from. and They're just uh, an amazing thing to see unfold and unpack. Amazing. So it sounds like it was a combination of touring and camping. Or, or where did you where did you sleep? Um, yes, well, it was called the Art Tour, and primarily this tour focused on following uh, the Hans Heysen Trail down uh, through the Flinders Ranges, ending up at his um, residence and studio in uh, Handorf. And so we did um, a bit of touring of sites as well as stopping and painting at sites. So, um, so uh, are, you, are you a light traveller, Josie? How did, um, how did you manage with the luggage? Because you mentioned rolling up your artwork or putting it at the bottom of the suitcase. So was there a choice to be made between taking clothes or taking artworks? Did you have a yes. separate bag for the artworks? Uh, yes, there were lots of choices to be made on this trip for me. Uh, and I have to say that I would have spent four weeks considering all the items that I was going to take on this trip because the Oz Tour people like you only to carry a bag that weighs 12 kilograms. Now, I myself failed because I couldn't get down to 12. I could only get down to 19. Um, but uh, Why 12? Why was that the magic number? Because uh, it had to be in a soft-sided bag, 12 kilos that would stack in the back of the truck above the fridges in the... Uh, if you can imagine a closed-in ute... Um, there was only a little bit of um, shelving above the fridges for all the bags to be stacked and they had to be stacked on top of each other. So so was there 12 people's bags in one truck or was there a range of trucks? 
No, one truck. One truck. One truck. And 12 bags, so, 12 people. Well, it was actually 16 bags by the time you included the hosts oh, oh. and the driver. So, oh, right. Mm. So it was quite a big group. Yes. And yes. what did you take with you? Because I remember having a previous conversation when you said it got very cold because this was a winter tour. Yes. It was, it was colder than expected because we'd been watching the temperatures uh, and they'd been mid-twenties for the two weeks before we left. So, and being Alice Springs in the central uh, part of Australia, you're thinking that you're heading up to a little bit of warm weather in winter, but it wasn't to be. It was, um, it was the coldest uh, start to winter that South Australia had had for some time. And by the time we got to the camping part of the trip, it was minus four overnight in the tent. So because we hadn't packed for any cold weather, uh, it was basically down to putting every layer of clothing that you'd brought with you on uh, for the night. So Sounds like a military boot camp to me. <laughs> some people had, had the forethought to bring woolen socks to uh, wear in their hiking boots. So that saved them, and, um, and, and presumably you couldn't buy anything because you were out in the out in. That's the... right. That's <coughs> right. We were several miles, hundreds of miles away from any shops, uh, but the Oz tour people did have hot water bottles on their truck. So um, a little bit of comfort yes. at night. And were you in a sleeping bag? Yes, in so a sleeping bag. Did you have bag. to take your own sleeping bag? Uh, no, they were on the trucks, oh, right. the tents, the sleeping bags, the stretchers. You did have to put your own tent up and your own stretcher and um, sort out your tent yourself. Yes. Um, How long did you spend at a place? Did you have to get up and go every day or were you in certain places for a few days at a time? Well, it was quite difficult getting the balance right in that regard uh, for only 12 days. And to cover the 3,000 odd uh, kilometres that we did, uh, it was very hard to spend more than two nights in one place um, because we had a deadline to make. Um, and that was a little bit of pressure on the trip, um, but mostly we were one night and then paint during the day and travel on to the next destination. But on the days that we did stay two nights in one place, it was luxury really, because uh, you got un undivided painting time without having to worry about getting home and packing your bag and moving on. So, so um, what, would, what are the benefits of travelling light for this kind of a trip? Um, <clears throat> well, the benefits are that you get on the trip in the first place, because I think if you turned up with a, a 23 kilo suitcase, um, it, it would be frowned upon. You wouldn't be thrown off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly uh, the four-wheel drive variety that, that you get these days doesn't work in the bulldust, let me tell you. So um, there's a benefit of travelling light with a bag that would be suitable to be used as a backpack, for instance, um, so that you can actually carry your bag on your back over um, gravel or did stones. you? What sort of a bag did you carry? Um, I carried a, uh, a Samsonite Sierra, it's called, and it's a backpack 
but it does have two thick wheels at the bottom and it does have a pull-out handle so it operates as a backpack it's soft-sided has lots of different compartments which I found extremely useful and uh, where I could in civilization I could wheel it uh, and in airports. Oh, yes, so it fulfilled both objectives and you yes. could wheel it easily and you could carry it on your back even mm. though it was 19 kilos? Yes. 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 Well, I didn't ever carry it on my back because I had a, another backpack which I took with my painting gear in and that was the one that I carried on my back. Oh, I see. <clears throat> so you did land up taking two bags. Yes. One was for the paint, painting uh, materials and the other one was for clothes and cosmetics yes. and toiletries. Uh, yes. Well, one bag, uh, the, the one I took on my back uh, was specifically because I was doing a couple of little light tours um, before I started the main tour and so what I did uh, and found very handy to know and uh, avail myself of was to be able to use the hotel storage so I just uh, when I arrived in Alice Springs I um, repacked into my small backpack uh, and did the two or three night trips that I had to do uh, before and then I stored my big bag at the hotel and came back and and repacked for the tour. So. Very practical approach then. So, so what was the whole experience like for you? What did you think? Well, I was just completely blown away by how the outback landscape affected me and um, I just felt that I could have, at the end of the tour, I could have just straight away turned around and gone straight back. You loved <laughs> it, spent, really. Um, spent a lot more time out there and I just felt that some of the things were a bit rushed uh, in that time frame and um, and there were some places like for instance Hermansburg which I um, didn't actually make it out to that um, was a bit of a uh, an omission on that trip especially as it's the home of um, Albert Namajura and um, we currently have a fabulous Namajura exhibition on at the NGA right now. Oh, so I'd love to go and see. Yes, it's yes. beautiful. So, um, what are your what are your tips for somebody considering a trip like this, or what are the things that they should look out for? What are the obstacles? Uh, what are the challenges for them? How would you how would you, how do you think somebody would should approach a trip like this? Well, uh, I think that a, a very valuable thing uh, is to look at um, some of the lists or uh, information that's available out there, both online and in magazines, from other people and other artists that have done the trip uh, that would um, have the packing down to a very fine art. And I found those sorts of lists to be quite useful. There are only um, one or two things that that were extra to what I would normally take on a large trip, for which I always have a checklist um, to make sure that I've got everything included that I uh, need on trips. Um, so importantly, I think lists uh, and drawing on other people's experience. 
is, um, and maybe timing of the year as well, uh, consider, the, consider the climate variances if you're going in winter. Yes, 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 that's right. Although uh, they can be unpredictable as they were on this last trip that I did. And, um, you know, we got rain at Ayers Rock. Uh, most unusual. Most unusual, and I'm in the 5% category of people that strike it when it's raining at Ayers Rock. So that's... Um, Congratulations. When you think yes. of all the people that visit Ayers Rock, that's... Um, An amazing experience. Yeah, so. so what about you personally? Uh, can we expect some new artwork? Will you... What, are your, what, what did you get out of the actual painting part of this trip? Well, uh, I got the main thing for me was gathering reference material. Um, I did some quick studies during the day uh, when we had the time. I did a few drawings, uh, and importantly, I took um, over 2,000 digital photos. So uh, the ref the reference material is invaluable for when you get back into your studio situation and you can you can still draw on on that as well as the mood and the the feeling that you still have fresh from the trip so fabulous and those digital photos don't take up any space in your luggage do they no <laughs> no but uh, to be fair one of the heaviest items that I had to travel with was the camera so you used a, a I digital SLR? I you did. You didn't rely on, on an iPhone? No, um, because I took a telephoto lens, ah, which was most essential for um, if you're bringing back good reference material. Uh, Capturing the qualities of that. That sort of a landscape. Well, that's a good tip. Uh, but that was heavy, and uh, we made the decision... Uh, two trips ago that um, when we took it away on our first overseas trip that it was way too heavy and that we would downsize to a smaller camera which we did um, but for this trip I thought I couldn't get away with the limitations of a smaller camera um, for what I needed so that was uh, one of the heaviest things and taking the charger and the batteries spare battery um, and so there's a little bit of paraphernalia tied up with that so if you can work around that somehow and still manage to get the sort of quality of photographs that you need um, other people probably don't bother so much with that they're just happy to make do with the paintings that they did on the trip and not work them uh, any further for later research mm, no but my dilemma was that because I work in oils, uh, the paintings that I did out there were mainly just studies to be worked up later uh, in the studio uh, with oil paint. So, um, uh, well, it sounds like it was an amazing experience altogether, and I, I want to thank you for sharing that with us because there are not many people that have an opportunity to go on an on-plan air group tour to the heart of Australia and it sounds like your experiences were really valuable and personally enriching so I want to thank you and I'm sure that the PAMPAC readers will listeners will benefit from hearing about your tips if any of them are interested in doing something similar. 
So thank you, Josie. Do you have anything in closing that you'd like to add? Oh, I'm sure I could add lots of things, <laughs> but um, maybe we could do that afterwards. Uh, <laughs> Over another cup of coffee. <laughs> thank you very much.